0: If you can hear the sound of my voice, you might recognize your surroundings. But if this is your first time, well, then allow me to introduce myself. For I am Seth Singleton. I am your host. Where are you? Well, that's interesting. You've arrived in a place outside of time, outside of space, outside the continuum, perhaps even outside the multiverse. A pocket, if you will. Space, in between, outside within the folds of space and time, a place we like to call the spinner rack. Here, drifting amongst the comforts of interdimensionality, I can still hear the snarbling rumblings of my French bulldog Bruno somewhere off in the distance, and yet at the same time, I'm staring at a spinner rack, devoid of gravity or other trappings of the physical world, floating before me with all the books from this week just like every week, and I only get to pick five, so I've got to make them good, because I'm going to tell you about them, and when I do, I want you to believe with me why it is that these are the best choices we should all be reading. Now for that matter, I'm going to go ahead and start things off with The Dollhouse Family Number 5. If you haven't been following this story, that's okay. You're not in a bad place. Nothing bad will happen. Sadly, the same cannot be said for Miss Alice Dealey. Alice is dealing with a curse, a family curse, if you will. Now, one of the biggest problems with family curses is they rarely keep to just one person. And in the case of Alice, they have fixated on her daughter, the most valuable thing in her life. Something she can't explain to police regarding where her daughter has gone because all the evidence recorded on CCTV cameras in the surrounding areas show Alice going into her home but her daughter only going in and never coming back out. So how can this be in the minds of rational detectives? It's an irrational story and Alice feels that the only way she can deal with it is by tracking down the history of the house and the house that it came from. Along the way, she discovers some interesting questions, maybe an answer to, certainly more questions than answers. Perhaps one of the most interesting that we might all might find ourselves one day facing. How would we bring ourselves into being in this world? Another might be What exactly happens if you were to kick a wash basin, potentially porcelain, maybe just wrought iron metal, into a doorway? Will you discover something from the past? And when you do, will that comfort bring you the desired outcome? Or will you simply find yourself left with more questions, more possibilities, and a greater uncertainty about what to do next. All of those are in store for Miss Alice Dealey. But along the way, she may have found one or two associates, or at least those willing to help her instead of the enemy. She is only beginning to understand the deepening mystery of this story has made for a really compelling experience and it's one of the first titles that I was able to pick up from the Joe Hill line. And when it comes to Hill House, I feel Dollhouse Family has done a wonderful job of representing this line and all of the potential and horrors it can hold. Now for this story, M. R. Carey provides the wonderful writing and narrative with Peter Gross on the layouts, Vince Locke providing finishes, Chris Peter on the colors, Todd Klein on the letters, the original cover by Jessica Dalva, the variant cover by Joe Anacleto and Ivan Nunez, Dollhouse Family, especially in this fifth book, is a very strong five out of five, one that I'm happy to share with you. And I feel, sometimes when I read it, There's extra creaks around the house. Things that should be settled by now get unsettled. Should you find yourself unsettled with the dollhouse family? Well, once you've closed it, you can thankfully move on to our second choice. Now, that doesn't mean that things suddenly get easier for us or our heroes. In a really fun story that demonstrates just why the collaboration of writer Grant Morrison and artist and cover artist Liam Sharp have been so successful not only on their first run but now on season two Cosmodor Conspiracy provides one of those wonderful what-if combined with a little bit of going home with Colors by Steve Olaf. Letters by Tom Orzechowski And an amazing variant cover by Nicola Scott and Annette Kwok We have a story that brings Hal Back to the place That he For the most part feels he's outgrown And that would be Earth And in this situation A former love Someone he Had a previous relationship with We're not really sure how it ended But Given that Hal is pretty comfortable being a man on the road doing his own thing, it wouldn't be too surprising if it was simply that he had somewhere to go and didn't have enough of a reason to stay. Maybe you'll read more into it when you take a look at this issue number two of the season two. I really enjoyed the experience of not only seeing the concept of a a Westworld like animatronic setup, but how it quickly moved from that common or well known, if not well tread setting, and then began spiraling into a vortex that seemed to increase with speed, and in doing so, sucks us all along with it. Now, whether you're interested in giant birds that can talk, Or have a hierarchy that has been usurped by someone else who chooses to seize power. Or if there's a concept that piques your curiosity when it comes to how different outside effects can impact the speech center and how dialogue is attempted when that is something that is being demonstrated within a story, I'm sure that... Between those two, along with so many other elements, you will find yourself not only drawn into and enjoying this story, but recognizing all of the ways that it can do so much in such a short span of time, in such a relatively small area, and also, uniquely, continue the thread of the longer narrative something that has been driving it, Hal, not only in season one, but now in season two. And even though there are some tender moments and some great conversation with a lost love, an old love, a flame that could be rekindled but won't, we have the opportunity to see some legendary and really classic references for Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern core, his identity, so many of the things that maybe haven't been seen from HAL in recent decades, but are still part of the larger history that we have all come to know and love regarding this Emerald Knight. And in this story, we really get a chance to see just how well Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp can craft this narrative, introduce some of the most really intriguing creatures, descriptions, and through it, inventiveness. And I think that's one of the lasting tributes that this issue continues uh, as far as the tradition and the legacy that it has done such a wonderful job of mining and using for so many wonderful stories. Always happy when I have an opportunity to feel like I haven't been shoving a title or issue down your throat. And I'm happy that I can feel like Green Lantern is spaced out just well enough that it's not appearing here too often, but yet at the same time is something that, when it does appear, feels like, without missing a beat, you're right back into the story of Hal Jordan. That's my second choice, which is going to bring us into our ad break. We're going to go ahead and step away for a minute, allow all of that great news and information to come rushing your way. Take notes, record it, or go off and, you know... Fix yourself something to eat while you're walking around with your headphones and trying to figure out what my third, fourth, and fifth choices will be. We'll be right back. Thanks for your patience. Hi, everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. (laughs) No, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came The Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories, a show celebrating Batman, the animated series, week by week, episode by episode, just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Thanks for your patience and for coming right back. So were you able to guess my third, fourth and fifth choices? that's okay. No more time for guessing needed. No more time to wait. My third choice is Batman The Outsiders, number 11. Now, I really enjoyed this story. I've been a fan of what it's been telling and showing, which I think is, of course, the greatest challenge in any story. How to show, how to tell, how to provide without doing too much of one or the other, and at the same time, keeping it engaging, something we want. In this story by Brian Hill, or written by Brian Hill, with the collaboration of Dexter Soy providing the art, Veronica Gandini with the colors, Clayton Cowles with the letters, Tyler Kirkham and Arif Priano, the original cover, with Michael Gordon providing the variant cover. The team has been at work attempting to take down the machinations of one Mr. Razagul. And while many of its members meet on the field to face off against those now being led by Caliber, who at one point appeared to have been working with Batman and the Outsiders and now has shown his true colors and is leading the men who follow or the men and women who follow Raz in this battle, we get a chance to see Batman and his crew, or at least his crew without Batman, led by Black Lightning, display their strengths, what they've learned after a couple of difficult challenges in the past against their nemesis, and in doing so, what they can do when they are resilient, united, and committed. The result? Well, it's almost a victory, except for a final twist from Mr. caliber One you'll have to witness to experience for yourself without me spoiling it for you. But the second half of this story is one in which we see Batman apologizing. Not something he does all the time. But in this case, he's making an apology to Sophia. He's telling her that this is exactly what he didn't want. But because it's happened, and because she's willing to fight he is willing to train and teach her and show her because he knows the enemy they're against and that Raz al Ghul and he in many ways are identical for one singular reason. They both have a vision of the world the way they wish to see it and neither of them will stop for any reason until they've accomplished their goal. Where is this leading us? What journey must Batman take Sophia on and what will Roz of course with his long-term thinking have awaiting them all? Hopefully something they can overcome but potentially something they were just not prepared for. There's more issues to come and issue number 11 not only brings us a quick bit of resolution that's mostly incomplete Followed by a glance at what is to come, the challenges, the players, and the eventual outcome. I really enjoyed the way this issue provided not only a chance for the team to get in a couple of really good licks, but to cause me to lean back in my chair and have a creak, as you'll hear it do every once in a while, and consider why it is that the victory had to stay incomplete. When will it ever reach its finality, or if this is one of those great things about storytelling where there never is a complete resolution. And that is why, for many reasons, these characters, these heroes, are still, and always, driven. I'm driven to push on to our fourth and fifth choices. Thanks for sticking around while we do. But it should be said... Batman and the Outsiders number 11. A really great five out of five. A really nice moment in the overall story arc. And yet one that shows that this arc has a much greater range than might initially have been hinted at. And with that five out of five, let's move on to our fourth choice. I kid you not, sometimes it's like a coin toss around here. I even think... I know what's going to happen, and I find myself really, really messing up. And then, I'm reminded that it's the great stories that always steer me in the right direction. When it comes to steering me in the right direction for my fourth choice, even though I wasn't sure, because I feel like this title has appeared many times on the spinner rack, and with good reason, I had to relent and allow Hawkman number 22 into the fold folded wings, that might be pushing it a bit far, but in this really great story, Hawkman number 22, Robert Venditti shows yet again why he is such an amazing writer. Now, we also get the chance, of course, to see the amazing art from penciler Fernando Passari, with inks by Eau Claire Albert and Wade Von Graubadger, colors by Jeremy Cox, Letters by Rob Lay An original cover by Mikhail Yanin And the variant cover by Gerardo Zafino In Death's Doorway, From End to Beginning We've reached a point where the story is getting thick The tension is growing Sky Tyrant, while knocked unconscious and brought onto the ship That is currently carrying Shira Adam and Adam Strange, are no match for the manipulations of Sky Tyrant when he begins revealing to Shiera, whatever your pronunciation, you know I'm generally going to get it wrong at least one way or the other, that much like Carter, she has many lives. And for some reason, Carter has been keeping it a secret. According to the Sky Tyrant, it's because he wants to have power over her, control He wants to keep her in the dark. He wants to limit, if not diminish, her true potential. But if she's willing to trust Skytime, allow him to show her all of the things that she doesn't quite understand, well, then there's a great possibility that she would no longer have to be limited by the secrets Carter has kept from her and can be free in the knowledge of who she is and what her destiny has been, and will continue to be. Much like Carter's, that's not something we get a chance to find out too much about, because Sky Tyrant, during all of this talking, is also making his play. It brings the other heroes into the equation, and yet, when the dust has settled, two of their members are missing. Where did they go? When can they be found? And how is it that they have suddenly created a locked room mystery in the vast reaches of space, within a spaceship, no less, where there's only two choices, stay inside, where it's compressed and safe, or outside, in the vacuum of space, where neither of them would be able to survive? So where could they have gone? The mystery deepens. Now, I'm not saying that plane that's flying overhead actually has any impact here on us in the interdimensional reaches of Spinner Rack. But at the same time, I do recognize when in the midst of all stories, there are those ominous tones, clouds rumbling, jet engines roaring. Something is coming. For this great book, 5 out of 5, heading towards its conclusion, I know... That something, at least as far as Mr. Robert Venditti is concerned, is a great story development, and one that just might be back on the spinner rack next rotation. With that news, and that 5 out of 5 book, it's time for us to dive right into my fifth and final choice. And for this episode, that choice is yet another book that was recently in the rotation. I'm of course talking about The Terrifics, Number 26 In a story titled The Day Simon Stagg Died We get a Really fun Approach To a very dark subject Writer Jean Luen Yang Teams up with Sergio Davila On pencils Vicente Cifuentes On inks Proto Bunker providing the colors Tom Napolitano with the letters Dan Mora with the cover, Dave Wielgos providing the editing, (laughs) and a really great team directing a story that shows how, for so many of us, we all face, in the end, the same challenges. Simon Stagg might be a wealthy man with a robot assistant approaching some sort of sentience, and yet at the same time, he's a man. And because of that, he's victim to all of the same struggles that we might know as well. And some things, like cancer, money simply can't fix. And if it can't be fixed, what to do? Well, if you're a wealthy man and you're desperate, you might just try anything. What did Simon try? What is his attempt to bring about Some sort of change to what seems like an obvious conclusion. Well, it starts off with some monsters. It continues with some other, well, nefarious creatures. And at one point, Mr. Terrific realizes that his team needs a little bit of help. And through the shadowy foretelling of silhouette figures in at least one panel. We know they've been watching and waiting for the call. So, who exactly are the Tea Council that makes their appearance on the final page? You're going to have to read this one for yourself. But if you've been looking for a few familiar faces and names who just don't get around the DC Universe as much as you and I might like, well, then this is an issue that you're really going to enjoy, and a surprise I simply cannot spoil for you. With that in mind, I really enjoyed the fact that Terrifics was able to introduce a very painful concept like cancer, show the lengths that it can drive even extremely wealthy men like like Simon Stagg to attempt, perhaps even barter for, and the consequences that, unfortunately, his continued selfishness continue to unleash, not only on the city around, but the team that, more often than not, is tasked with bringing a conclusion to whatever it is he gets started. Now, more of those engines are roaring past, letting me know that the planes are continuing their journey forward, which means that even though I get a chance to stop here, in the spinner rack. All things must eventually come to a close. Terrifics number 26 was a great 5 out of 5 and a great final selection for this week's episode of the DC Comics New Spinner Rack, one I encourage you to check out let me know if you think I'm wrong or right. And more importantly, because so often it feels like it's a coin toss for me between which books will and won't make it, Is there one you think deserved a better spot than it received, one that was left out completely or one that simply didn't deserve to be on here but somehow still made it? I'd love to get your perspective and we love to hear all about the ways you can share it with us. Now because we like to keep it easy on you and help out where we can, you can always find me and such other great programming On all of your major podcast platforms, DC Comics News and all of the great episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Google Play. If you haven't yet, please head over and subscribe to the podcast and rate and review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can use that rating and the review or find us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr or YouTube. Use the at DC Comics News tag handle to let us know that you're reaching out and get our attention. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C, -C O-M-I-C-S, capital N, E-W-S. And if you want to find me specifically about an episode here of the Spinner Rack, well, you can use that at symbol in DC Comics News, or you could also just find me at Twitter on one more singleton instagram as seth the writer or on my website seth singleton storyteller you know there's plenty of other places to find me too do a web search pick your favorite reach out say hello in the meantime if you haven't had a chance i'm going to encourage you to check out my co-conspirator from the dc comics news podcast team like me he's branched out providing really great content with his I Am The Night episode-by-episode breakdown of the classic Batman the Animated Series. Now, how do I know Steve? Well, he and I are co-collaborators, co-conspirators, cohorts on the DC Comics News Podcast, weekly podcast broadcast, where you can catch us along with Brad Falicki and Kelly Gaines, bringing you all the news in movies, TV, streaming, source material, comics, and a little category we like to call other. Please, if you haven't, subscribe so you don't miss out on all of these great episodes and all of the other new content coming your way. In the meantime, this has been The Spinner Wreck, episode 49, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. Thank you for hanging out with me. It has been a pleasure and a treasure. And as always, read more comics. You know, it's okay if you don't. But uh, you really should. It's good for us all. See you next time.